Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 612 here this Friday morning. So glad you're with us on Wisconsin's Morning News. A couple of stories from the daily struggle of parenthood, Eric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My wife's out of town, so I'm in charge. Oh, here we go. <laughs> right. How long can the house sustain itself? Right. So yesterday, we've talked about this, and you're... Your household runs similar to mine sure, in that yeah. the calendar drives everything. Plays a big role, yep. If it's not on the calendar, it ain't real. I don't th- I don't care what you think you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not on both the Apple calendar or whatever we all share and the dry erase board. Ooh, you got a physical calendar yes. too. Okay. And I've been told if one or the other is to be viewed as more correct, if there's a disparity, yeah. it's the dry erase board that governs. Okay. All okay, right. So that's the that's real That's good calendar, to know. At least right. you've highlighted that. Yeah. Well, and I've complained. I'm like, you got to put this stuff in the phone, guys. Like if things change, like I don't always look at that. But nonetheless, so a lot of <laughs> folks can relate to that, right? Yeah. The calendar drives everything. So I'm, you know, fending for myself mm-hmm. here. Yeah. One kid shows up at home when I didn't expect him. Well, this got changed. That got moved. The other kid I go to pick up at 5.30. Oh, well, practice ended at 6, not 5.30. Got to put this stuff in the calendar. <laughs> so, oh, man, so you sat in the parking lot? Sat there. Half hour of wasted time. Mm, I could just see your <laughs> eyes, your head just getting red. <laughs> right? Stuff doesn't run if it's not on the calendar. Let's go. We all know the drill. Man, well, for us, uh, our, our biggest issue is uh, when we can all actually find time to eat, right? Like yes. if there's a, a moment. We try to try to do dinner as a family. But oftentimes, if one person's coming in late, okay, so what are they eating and how and who's who's taking care of that? Is and, this a prepared meal or are you just <laughs> yeah, grabbing what's right, in there? Right. Yes. Are you, are you fending for yourself? That's Angie's line. FFY. You're FFYing today. We actually put on, we have a dinner column on the dry erase board ah, as well. And you have to list yourself if you're planning to be present for dinner. Sometime between 5.30 and 6.30. You know, so when do you need you to got. make sure you're on that list by? Like there's got to be some deadline. Sunday is like, got to be on the list here. So then, right, it's dad's home, mom's home, or mom's not home, or this one's here, or that one's there, you know, so we, so we know what we're dealing with, right? Which one makes the better dinners, or it takes, takes the kids out to the more fun places? <laughs> well, if it's going out, then I, my wife actually probably will more often like, well, let's go somewhere nice. <laughs> I'm like, we're grabbing a sandwich, yeah. or there's stuff in the fridge. <laughs> Grab Six, some cheese, you're good. Put it on the calendar, 614, we got sports coming up next. I still think one of the more profound statements made on this program this week, outside of me saying I'm not right very often. (laughs) Or, no, what did I say? I'm not right about a lot of stuff. Right, yeah, that was it. Never should have said that on the radio. Now I've said it twice. Eric said earlier this week, I never need to see fireworks again. Yeah, I'm good. I'm out on fireworks. And why would I say that? Because I saw the drone show. At the Badger game last Saturday when they played Ohio State, you saw it also. Super awesome. And I was blown away by it. And it was actually pretty tame by comparison with some of the stuff that you can see across the world. Like, this is one of the shows. So this was put on by Sky Elements Drone Show. They're the ones that put the one, uh, this together in Madison. They're based out of Texas. And they've done all kinds of stuff. They've, done a, they've been all over the world doing This is what shows. they do. Yeah. They have drones and they put on yep. shows. And it's not just like one guy flying a couple of drones. Casey Seelock, he's one of the pilots. He explained, like, this is a big process. Everything is laid out correctly. 
um, that all the software is up and running correctly. We build a full network. We make sure all the drones know where they're supposed to be, uh, when they're supposed to be, what colors they're supposed to be. And not only that, it's not just a couple of pilots. It's also a huge network of people that work for this company. We've got a whole company of everyone from animators to logistics guys to um, folks that uh, work with the clients to just kind of make the whole process go smoothly, hold their hand, you know, from start to finish, uh, and then operations guys like me and, and the crews that I take out on the road uh, to actually make the show happen. So I had to call this guy because I was just fascinated by the process. Like, it, it, everything moved in unison. It, like, you'd see Bucky actually walk across the sky and, like, lights would turn on and blink and, and be perfect. It was, like, the animation was amazing to me. And basically, I wanted to know, like, how do you do all that? So he kind of went through the process of, as a pilot, he was the one that was operating the show, and he had a team of people with him. What he's looking at, he's looking at monitors, he's looking at readouts. We're watching a lot of different things. It's kind of like looking into the Matrix, because you're getting a full scroll back of a whole bunch of different readouts. And so you're seeing vibrations and battery levels and GPS locations and, you know, all these different things that go together. So while you can't necessarily steer the show like you would fly a normal drone, you do have the ability to say, okay, this drone is causing a problem. I need to pull him out of the fleet or I need to do something to help mitigate any problems that that yeah. may cause. So they can tell, they can tell by looking up there, okay, this drone is not stay on target, not doing what it's supposed to be doing. <laughs> you know, battery must be finicky or whatever. I bring that one down and they could just bring one down and send another one up if they had to. how many do, how many was it in madison do you know uh, so it's more than 250 they've done as many as 1500 Ooh, um yeah and, those, be, and he wow. referred to it as a dot matrix and you think of an old dot matrix printer mm-hmm. and the more dpi you have you know the more dots per whatever you have the the better it looks so his point was the more drones you put up there, the more three-dimensional you can get, the more unique the image can be. And these guys are white hot right now, right? Oh, We're oh. just only going to see more of this. Right, and there's a lot of reasons for that, not just because, oh, maybe it's a little bit cheaper, which it's not. It's pretty expensive. You're talking 20000 or more for a show, depending on how many drones you have, but because of the environment. A lot of locations we see things where there may be fire bans or restrictions on fireworks in general, whether that be from chemicals, fire the waste after products from firework shows, the noise pollution. There's been a big move towards folks being concerned about just the noise for animals and folks with PTSD and things along those lines. So the show he said on Saturday, last Saturday, was 12 minutes long. And the reason it was 12 minutes long was because 15-minute battery life, basically, on a lot of these drones. That sounds about right. But he said that, and he couldn't share much detail because I think they're trying to patent some of that stuff, but like they've figured out ways to extend that in different ways and, and keep drone shows even longer. He had a phenomenal uh, suggestion about how they can do QR codes in space or in, in the sky where you could actually be create <laughs> a QR code and then use use it advertising and everything else. As yeah, so goodbye billboards. It's just going to be drones. Yeah, just flying. Anyway. So yeah, pretty cool. Never need to see fireworks again, you see. Never. I'm good. I'll just watch drone shows from now on. <laughs> News about your money this morning. WTMJ Annex Wealth Management market update. Dow Jones Industrial Average up more than 500 points, about 565 points to 33,839. The NASDAQ rebounding as well, up one and three quarter point, uh, percent to 13,294. And the S&P 500 at 4318. That was up about 80 points. It's time for your retirement and investment strategy review from a fee-only fiduciary. Go to AnnexWealth.com, click on the Get Started button now. 
At 6.42, Wisconsin's Morning News, former President Donald Trump's son, Eric. Eric! Due back in federal court today for more testimony in the civil fraud case against the Trump organization. Trump and his children, Eric and Don Jr., they're all accused of inflating the value of company assets to get better loans and deals. ABC's Aaron Katursky covering that trial in New York. In court, the New York State Attorney General's office played Eric Trump's deposition, where he denied having any involvement with the financial documents at the heart of the civil fraud trial. I've done a lot to try and jog my memory, and I simply can't because I don't think I've ever had any involvement in the statement of financial condition, to the best of my knowledge. The Attorney General's office then confronting him with evidence he did know about those statements were a major organization, a massive real estate organization, Eric Trump said, raising his voice, I am aware we have financial statements. Yeah, it apparently got, <laughs> apparently got a little testy in court. I so wish we could have cameras right? in this court. It made it so much better. No cameras, no recording advice is allowed in court. Now, you heard from the deposition that has been shared, mm -hmm. but you don't get to hear the actual testimony. But particularly Don Jr.'s testimony got testy, where he was asked by, like, essentially the same question over and over again. They would present a different document. Well, what about this document? Did you know about this? And he had the same response. Who said, rinse and repeat, when the state attorney general's office was asking him whether he'd give the same answer, depending on whatever year uh, of financial statement he would sign. So they would present him with this and he'd say, is your answer? Rinse and repeat. <laughs> yes, oh, same boy. answer. So he's, his defense is, look, I don't do the books. We've got people for that. I trusted the, those people. I signed the stuff that was put in front of me. That's his defense. Whatever the accountants came up with, that looked good to me. Okay, fine. That, that He didn't have that personal involvement right. in juicing numbers. His brother, Eric, who again is expected to resume testifying today, not so coy, according to ABC's Katursky. Eric Trump seems a lot less at ease than his brother Don Jr. did on the witness stand, testifying that he knew nothing about the statements of financial condition that are at the heart of this case. Boy, Saturday Night Live is going to be good this week. I'm going to eat that alive. <laughs> and the trial continues in New York City today with Eric Trump Eric! on the stand. 645 Sports Next. At 6.53, we got our teammate from ESPN, Milwaukee, Gabe Neitzel, in the house with us now. Let's just pick up because as soon as Gabe walked in, we continued the conversation about Brewers manager Craig Council. You say, like, by next week we'll know? Yeah, so general manager's meeting's happening next week. I believe they begin on Tuesday. So I would be shocked if by the at least the first day ending, they don't have this kind of resolved one way or the other. Uh, because I think he's going to be getting an offer from the Mets. from the Guardians and the Mets over the weekend, and then the Brewers will have a chance to evaluate. And again, like you said, you know, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, if they match, he's back. Seems to be that simple. You don't think they're going to match? Or do I, I I don't know. I go back What's and the forth price? on it. Probably seven million. So he made Dollars? three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> he made Damn. three and a half last year, so it'd be, pretty much be doubling it. And council has been throughout all the reporting, whether it's been from the Journal Sentinel or other national places, that he was an advocate when he was a player for players getting paid what they're worth, right. and he is interested in setting the new market for manager salaries, which makes sense why yep. he would then let his contract play out because so many times coaches, managers, they want that security. They get to that last year. If you've ever seen the movie Moneyball and Art mm -hmm. Howe's, I can't do my job with only one year left on my contract. I can't be a lame duck coach. Yep. Well, obviously, Council had so much respect, but now he's a legitimate free agent, and that's how you drive up these prices. So he has played this. When, when you kind of take a step back and, and look at all the different reporting around it, you're kind of seeing the playbook that Craig is putting out there to reset 
upset that market because managers don't become free agents. They get fired. Right. Right. Like <laughs> they don't. Free agent. Yeah. Then, then you're a free agent, but then, you know, you're desperate for a job. So then you take whatever money comes your way. So he wants to reset that market. Highest salary last year was uh, Terry Francota in, uh, in Cleveland, $5 million. I think it's going to take about seven to sign credit. So if the Brewers knew that he was likely gone, would we know that? Would they be, would we know of them sniffing around talking to other managers or? Because no, the I, fact that I hear, I feel like there's inaction right now that we're just kind of yeah. I, I don't know if they just are thinking, and maybe they will just match. And and here's the thing: if Atanasio doesn't match, might as well sell the team because wow. I don't think you can come back from it. I don't think you can. Like Craig Council's our guy. The one thing yeah. I know about Wisconsin sports fans yeah. is we stand for our own. Like nobody else. The Jim Gantners of the world who played here, the Mark Tauschers of the world, even the guys that go play elsewhere. Think about the Watt brothers and how much they're just beloved because they're from here, right? And Craig's from here. And it's not like it's an either or. Well, you know, he's our guy, so I guess we... like. He's pretty good at managing baseball. Oh, yeah. Also considered (laughs) to be one of the best managers in baseball, which is why he would command this type of salary. And given your other financial constraints, you need a really good manager to make all the pieces work that you have any given year. Interesting. So if you're going to pay, you might as well pay for that position because of how good he has been. And I just don't see the fan base forgiving. Like if Craig wanted to go on and be like, hey, Look, I love my time in Milwaukee. This wasn't about the money. I wanted to play for a franchise that has an open pocketbook and can spend sure. whatever they want. I think fans would have been, hey, good luck, you know man. what, Craig? Okay. We appreciate you. you. Good luck. But if it's what the Journal Sentinel is saying, all the Brewers have to do is match whatever salary offer the Mets put out there, or the Guardians put out there, but let's be honest, we're talking about the Mets. <laughs> if all they have to do is match that and they decide not to, that's going to be such a tough look. For a guy who has been the face of this franchise since 2015, I don't know if you overcome that. Is there anybody better out there that we could get? No. Could it be possible that Matt Arnold looks and like, actually, we'd really like this guy? No. No. So this is the guy. This is this is the guy. guy. I mean, maybe I, maybe there's somebody who can grow into that role and eventually be as good. But if there's some, there is not anybody out there who is as good as Craig Council right now. Ron Rennick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ron. That's the Renicky show for today. Yeah, just think about that for a, let that just sit out there for a half a second. Thanks, Davey. That's the Renicky show for today. Six fifty-seven. Thank you, Gabe. Business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Teddy Nichol.